I'm Melinda Poitras, and you're listening to He Said, She Said, the one with books and bros. First of all, I do want to take a minute to acknowledge your response to last week's podcast and say thank you. I knew it would garner a deeper, more quiet response, that it wouldn't echo so loud, but would hopefully resonate. Thank you for the direct messages. They spoke directly to my heart. We are all in this together, even when we'd rather not be in this, and we're better that way. This week on the podcast, we're not going to be discussing any bros. We will be talking about the best friend that I have read the most books with. So there's that. 8, 11, 20. At the time of this podcast composition, it has been three years since the day I'll describe. Three years since the ground shook beneath me in a way it never had before. Three whole years with God and his grace to sing of his goodness over and over and over. I talked to Celinda Nickel on the phone today. Her voice is still clear and resonant in my life and elsewhere. That's a mercy and a miracle. I'll explain. Let's rewind. First of all, there is no Melinda without Celinda. There is not one moment of my life that I've ever lived without her. She's always been there. Always advocating for me, always fighting in my corner, always making me laugh till whatever I'm drinking comes out of my nose. She is solace, she is safety, she is bedrock. Mentor and mother and crazy close friend. There is no Melinda without Celinda. There just isn't. She went on a trip to Europe once where she met someone who was, I quote, our kind of hilarious, and she had to call and tell me about it when she got back. And from that phone call, we carry a Melindacism, which is spelled M-Y-L-I-N-D-A-C-I-S-M, one of many. If someone tells us about a really big miracle, we thank the Lord, obviously, but then we whisper to each other, that's great, but did I tell you about the time that I dropped my phone in a Zara? This, for multiple reasons, is a precious inside joke to me. We have many. It's best not to get us started on people dragging their tanning beds to the altar. Earlier in the year in question, we encountered a time full of change and uncertainty. So, like the rest of our lives together, it's fine. An important meeting was taking place on a specific day, and I was in my room praying, and I remember looking at the situation, the things that needed to be maintained, the things that needed to be let go of, the uncertainty, and hearing the song Lion and the Lamb. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Sing it over the battle. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? And the Lord told me that was my battle song. Nothing would stop him or his plans for Celinda or me or us. Fast forward to the weeks leading up to school of missions. We had a go next seminar at Celinda's church. During the times of altar calls in the past, she had been very set on repeating the song, Break Every Chain, endlessly. Her daughters and I tease her about this often. This conference was different. She sang Travis Green's song, You Made a Way. You move mountains, you cause walls to fall. With your power, perform miracles. There is nothing that's impossible. And I'm standing here only because you made a way. She sang it over and over and over. She sang it past the point when I was done praying, past the point I thought it should have ended. Wow, I thought. This is the new break every chain. We hugged goodbye after a meal together, and she said, It's terrible, isn't it? This is how I feel when I have to leave you. Now you know. We'll be together in a matter of days. Have I told you lately how grateful I am to get to do life with you? A few days after I left her, I got a particular wedding invitation in the mail. I called to tell her about it, and she asked, Did you set it on fire? No, we're not quite at that point of drama. No, there's definitely a movie like that somewhere where she gets a wedding invitation and she sets it on fire. I had never heard of this. We thought about it and thought about it. I even tried to Google we came up empty couldn't figure out where that reference was from august 11th i looked down at my phone and there was a text from selinda's daughter emma 
Mom has had an aneurysm, but she's fine. She said to text you and say she might not be at all of school missions, and you know where these files are, and this is the stuff she has ready, and you know what to do. I was worried, mildly, but I didn't go into a full-fledged panic. We could handle school missions, and she was fine. The text said she was fine. The first night was spent in blissful oblivion and perhaps some denial. She was fine. We were good. By the next morning, it became very clear to me that she was not, in fact, fine, and this was a terrible situation. I was completely numb. I know the first reaction should have been to fall on my face in prayer, and I did, but they were robotic prayers. I couldn't feel anything, like I couldn't feel my hands. I went to Walgreens and got snacks. I went to Redbox and got anything that looked like it might be distracting, and I retreated to my basement with blankets, intent on staying there all day. The opening credits rolled on the very first movie, and I watched as a girl opened a wedding invitation and promptly set it on fire. I lost it. The road ahead was long very long. The story of the surgeries, the ICU, the ventilator, relearning physical therapy, and her restoration is all on the Poitras Ponderings podcast. It's a miracle. She is a living, breathing, walking, talking miracle. When we were in it, it felt like walking through tar. Everything was uncertain. There were two full weeks of school missions. I don't know how we got through it, really, Barrick and I. I would teach until we had a break and then just go lay in my hotel room in the dark until I had to go back out and be functional again. I would lay in the darkness and pray and pray and pray, and I will never forget the moment the Lord let me know that she would live. I knew she would live and be brought to full restoration. I knew we would need a trip to the shouting grounds for there would be cause to get loud. I just knew it. He told me. That was Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> that was hope. I sang the song over the battle, Who Can Stop the Lord Almighty? And I had her voice in my head singing it over and over. You move mountains. You cause the walls to fall. With your power, perform miracles. There is nothing that's impossible. And I'm standing here only because you made a way. She had drilled it into my head herself. We had every reason to be full of faith. She was going to be fine. But she wasn't fine. She wasn't fine for a very long time. And I found myself panicking over the most random, dumb things. She has a code name. If she ever disappears because of some espionage situation, when we look for her at hotels, there's a name we're supposed to say, the name we're supposed to ask for at the front desk. And I couldn't remember it. I would lay awake at night, racking my brain, trying to remember it. And when I finally remembered, I wrote it down everywhere, like a crazy person. But I was not a crazy person, and I did not go insane, because I knew what the Lord had told me. Selinda posted this today on her Facebook. So you may be in a hold pattern today. Hold on. You may not see the answer for your loved one yet. Trust on. You may not understand the path that you are on. Know God's character. You don't need to understand. Trust him. I would add to that. If you know the Lord has spoken to you, cling to that. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It only matters what he says. This is truth. In this you can trust. It does not matter what it looks like. It only matters what he says. This is the truth. In this you can trust. The day this podcast airs, I'll be having dinner with my miracle. I can never thank him enough for that or his hand on her life. Mark it down. One of us will say something amazing the Lord has done, and the other will say, that's nice. 
But have I told you about the time I dropped my phone in Azara? Hey, SG. We'll be together in a matter of days. Have I told you lately how grateful I am to get to do life with you? Let's remember that he keeps his word. When all else is shaking, let's cling to that. And let's all be better. been listening to he said she said the one with books and bros hopefully something you've heard made you smile inspired you to think or called you nearer to a friend who sticks closer than a brother thank you for taking time thank you for making space we'll catch you next week same time same place